welcome to the November 10th episode of Global National with Carl Dean. I'm Patrick Ryan, President of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Uh, tonight we have uh, a great uh, conversation with uh, Mayor Dean and a terrific panel of our neighbors from Nashville's Kurdish community. Uh, tonight, Mayor Dean will be talking about how Nashville came to be home to the largest population of Kurds in America. The population here was large enough that after the fall of Saddam and the Iraqi people voted in their first referendum on a new government, there was actually an Iraqi polling place in Nashville. Why Nashville? That's one of the questions that we'll explore tonight. So sit back and enjoy hearing about Nashville's Kurdish community. Before we start, let me mention that our next episode of Global Nashville with Carl Dean will be December 8th, uh, when he'll be talking with Kate Burke, COO of Alliance Bernstein. We'll be skipping our regular time slot of November 24th, time to prepare for Thanksgiving. Now, allow me to introduce our panel. You can find complete bios on our website, tnwac.org. With us tonight, Nazar Harami is the founding member, is a founding member of the Saladin Center, a hub of the Kurdish community. He is now vice president of the board and manages daily operations. Mohammed Kokoy is the head of executive board of the Saladin Center of Nashville. Ahmad Kazi is the creator and founder of Peshmerga LLC, located in Nashville, Tennessee, where he operates a small business clothing brand, Peshmerga.com. Gaman Yassin is the director of community outreach for Kurdish professionals based in Nashville. And she also works to amplify the voices of community uh, while working as a performance manager in the Nashville mayor's office. Abdul Sattar Rakhani moved to the United States in 2010. He has been working for Metro Nashville Public Schools as a translation specialist in Arabic since 2012. We look forward to including your questions in the conversation. So please begin adding them to the Q&A tab at the bottom of your Zoom screen. And now let me introduce uh, Mayor Carl Dean and uh, hand off the floor to him. Mayor. Great, thank you, Pat. And uh, thank you to um, all our guests. This is our uh, largest panel we've had. And um, I certainly appreciate you taking the time on what is a very uh, warm November evening in, in Nashville. So we're here to talk about um, the Kurdish population of Nashville, but I wanna get sort of an understanding for all the folks who may um, see this program. Um, could you, Tell us, you know, where is Kurdistan? What is its political status right now? Um, and what are the, and, and, and whatever you think is important for our viewers to understand about, Kurd about the Kurdish population, where it's come from. Um, I don't know who would want to start, either Mohammed or Nasad. Mohammed goes start. <laughs> what of you guys? Mohammed, yeah. you're mute. Yeah, Mohammed, sorry, I, I, I was mute. Um, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for uh, having this event. Really, it's great uh, always to keep in touch and, and uh, follow up on, on such an event and at least to remind each other with, with, uh, with each other. Um, so Kurdistan um, is it, a nation without the, without the, I mean, the people without the nation to have a, a proper government. Uh, Kurdistan is uh, the people are divided on, on four countries, uh, Iran, Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. 
So each of those uh, portion, they have like a, a, a higher number And Turkey, for example, um, uh, 17 to 20 million people in, uh, the, in the south of Kurdistan, which is in the Iraq portion, is about four to five million uh, people. And so in Iran and Syria as well. So, uh, and each of that, that distribution, uh, each of the group in, in, inside that country tried really to get their freedom. And, but so far till now, we didn't see that. Uh, uh, we see the flag, uh, we see the hope that people has it. And, and we are hoping all that one day, like any other uh, nations on this planet to have their own uh, place as well and, and, and be named as their own country. Uh, Does Kurdistan identify itself? Uh, is it by by language, by religion, by history? What's the what's the identity that that brings that it creates a, a nation? Really, it, it's the land and the people and the language and the culture. All all those are are factors. So the, the borders are clear. Which area that Kurds they have inhabited from the past historically. And, but after the First World War, when they divided the area, British and France uh, in, in, in uh, Middle East, uh, I mean, unfortunately, that when they divided, they did not allocate anything for the, for the Kurdish people. So it, it was distributed among all those countries at that time. Okay. And how did, um, so, so folks have been leaving Kurdistan, leaving those countries that that, are, that, that, that Kurdistan is, is, is contained in um, and coming to the United States, how did Nashville become um, such a magnet for, uh, for Kurdish immigrants? So Nashville, I mean, Kurds came to U.S. Uh, in, in different uh, groups, like in, in three to four major uh, Parcels, let's put it that way. One, he came in the early 80s. Uh, second, came in the end of 80s and beginning of 1990s. And the third, in the middle of 1990s, about 90, uh, 96, 97, which was our, the largest group came. And then after that, after the liberation of Iraq in 2003, also some group also came at the, uh, the like uh, various families who worked with the um, military over there. Um, so the, the first group, they brought them to Nashville. Really that till now, I don't, we don't know why they chose Nashville for them. Was it just by chance or whatever the reason that small group came in. So it became like a beehive. Uh, it attracted the next group became the uh, support and uh, uh, grandeur for the other people who are coming to to U.S. Because uh, remember, Kurdish community in 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 U.S. is not huge compared to Europe. I mean, the, the entire Kurdish community may not exceed 70,000 or eighty thousand uh, in, in that range. It's less than hundred thousand, but we have millions in Europe. So. Uh, therefore, the focusing of, of certain places, whoever comes and then see that the community are in a place, they all be attracted to that place. But we were fortunate that uh, I think what caused people, Kurdish people to stay in Nashville, that's really the key because some, I came first time, uh, I settled in Erie, Pennsylvania. 
I lived there for six months. Then I moved to uh, Detroit, uh, Michigan. I lived there for three years. Then my parents were in Erie. They couldn't stay there. They said, son, I could not live, handle this cold. So in fact, he preferred Nashville on me. I was uh, taking, uh, getting my master in computer in, in uh, Eastern Michigan University. He said, I'm not coming to you. I go down to Nashville because the community is there. Friends in my age are there. So I said, okay, let me finish my college. Then I, could, I will move down as well. But that became so attractive, especially for that um, first generation who came that uh, the place to become social. And, and the, the main thing is, people were welcomed here. The, they liked the people who are dealing with them. So really that was a major point that people are like the area and want to stay in, in, in Nashville. That's one. The second is the weather. So weather of Nashville is really similar to the weather of the area of that we live in in Kurdistan. Cold in the winter and then hot in, in the summertime. But for example, Michigan is, is from September and October the almost it's freezing. So it's just will be very, very far from the way that the culture uh, will grow up, at least the first generation. So, uh, so that that became a, a point. The third is regarding the community are connected with each other. So it became a model for any family who comes and then to be moved down to to to, to this place. Right. So, other Kurds who settled in different parts of the United States may have seen that. Things were going well in Nashville for Kurds, but also the city itself was growing, strong economy, good weather. People, people came for all the same reasons everybody else comes here, really. Um, well, yeah. let me ask you this. Do, when, when are, are most Kurds who come to the United States, are they coming um, as sort of immigrants or is it, or is it or is the refugees? They are refugees, so they come as asylum. Uh, at least the groups came at the beginning. Of course, after that, people will bring each other based on the family uh, 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 status and so on and so forth. But the main thing is really political. So they have been either from any parts. Now, from the four sides of the Kurdistan, uh, we have from Iran, a group of Kurdish also are here. Uh, but compared to the, Iraq, the the south of Kurdistan, the Iraq part are are not many. But uh, the the Iraq side is is the majority. I could say more than seventy percent. And the and people leave the Kurdistan, leave the the countries that that Kurdistan is uh, is in, because they fear for their safety, or they they they're concerned about lack of political rights, or they feel there's repression. What 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 motivates them to to leave? So the groups came in 80s and 90s. That was because of the Iraqi regime at that time. I mean, I, we, I came in um, Mr. Nozat and I don't know for the others, but we came in 1997. So th we were about 5,000 people. We were working with the nonprofit organizations over there, but Iraq attacked Erbil and they occupied Erbil at that time, regime of Saddam. And in fact, he made a declaration if anyone who have worked with the nonprofit uh, European or US organizations uh, will be counted as a betrayed. And the betrayed uh, punishment was beheaded. So therefore, at that time, the uh, US had bases in Turkey. They made the announcement, whoever worked with the nonprofit organization, they could pull out to Turkey and then we could move them to uh, US. 
So there's always was some political behind it. And, and the one who came in 1990s at the beginning, that was the major when uh, uh, Iraq, uh, after the uh, Kuwait war, uh, where Iraq regime attacked to, to the areas which were um, occupied, Kurdish like made the uprising. So, and, and then after that, they made the non-fly zone, but um, a group of people already um, moved to, to Europe and to US. What, um, what, what's your estimate on the size of the Kurdish population now in Nashville? Just, just in Nashville, there is no accurate statistic to for for that to to have. But based on all the estimation, we have seventeen to eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand people. Okay, and and is is Nashville the largest center of of Kurdish population in the United States? That's correct. So we count Nashville as we call it Little Kurdistan. Nashville is the first. Now between Dallas and San Diego, which one second, which one third, uh, is, is really not clear, but uh, one of them second and the other one is third, and then Washington DC area is the fourth uh, place. But we're number one. We're number one, Nashville is right. number one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's growing. <laughs> so Mayor, Mayor, Dean, Mayor Dean, let me just uh, add, you were talking about the migration patterns. And I, I, I don't know that everyone who's watching understands that uh, there, were, there have been waves of repression of, of Kurdish people. Uh, in the 80s, it was uh, uh, nerve gas attacks, the, uh, the bloody uh, Halabja attack uh, that drove out uh, Kurdish people. And then after the Gulf War, uh, the Kurds in the North and the Shia in the South were brutalized by Saddam Hussein. Uh, you may recall the no-fly zones that were installed and uh, the Turkish uh, uh, prevented the, the, the Kurds from leaving in the north, and I don't know, and, and our friends can correct me, but uh, there's a saying, the Kurds have no friends but the mountains, is that right? That's yeah. correct. <laughs> that is correct. Well, let me, in, in Nashville, um, I think, I don't know, there, there, there's a, we've seen signs, Little Kurdistan off Nolensville Road. Is, is, is geographically, has the Kurdish population in Nashville mainly located in that area or are they or people moved all over the middle Tennessee region uh, how has that gone uh that if you want to answer yeah, that, just... it's, uh, most of the population of Kurdish and there will be this uh, zip code 37211 uh, from uh, fairground until uh, El Hickory Boulevard yeah. And also the second uh, place is the uh, Anyag area. But people start they moving to toward the Brentwood due to the education and more services. And also we have a, a population in the Bellevue area. Yeah. So okay, and and what is it? I, I, you know, I, I'm very familiar with what it's for the for the, the viewers and listeners. The Saladin Center. Um, what is the significance of that and what, what, and, and what role does that play with the Kurdish community? The Salahadin Center, uh, exactly uh, called in Maradin, when the Kurdish in the seventh, uh, the seventh nine, by the end of 1976, they come here, uh, they start to organize themselves. I think that that of Halkod is one of the first group they coming to here. They organize themselves, they celebrate in Nowruz, they do marriage, and they also they do some protests at that time when it was a hardship for the Kurds, you know, 
and this movement, when this movement is, is growth, and uh, when the second wave is uh, come to the uh, after the genocide operation, as like Patrick he said, uh, 1988, there was a huge genocide operation against the Kurds the, in, in Iraq part. Most of the people they left up to million people they left the, to Iran to Turkey, and most of them, those who they went to Turkey, they have more chance to come to United States, uh, to the outside of Kurdistan through the United Nations as an asylum. And uh, when those groups, they come, the population are, uh, increased in Nashville, Tennessee. Most of them, they come to Nashville, Tennessee, with the called group of 1991. And when the group of Guam, we said in 1996, we arrived here, just me and Mohammed was here, was among of them, about 5,000 people inside the United States. Some of them, they come to here. And uh, with uh, all, all the community together, we established Salahadin Center of Nashville. It will be a place that the Kurdish community, they know where they go. That to provide the religious service, education service, social services, and uh, uh, to, to uh, collect all uh, Muslim, uh, um, uh, Kurdish, to, Kurdish community as a Muslim uh, a large two, you know, because because the service provide for the Muslim community, it became the center. It became one of the reasons that the other Kurds uh, uh, in the other stages to coming to here because we have a graveyard. We have a, uh, also we have a provide services. We have education service, and we have the summer school, weekend schools, and also we build the huge relation through the Salah Center and through enlarge the the Kurdish community with the. Uh, every segment in the in entire of Nashville community. And the, one of the main goal of the uh, center is to provide religious education, social service, and protect the uh, Kurdish language and Kurdish culture, Kurdish heritage. Uh, as you see, you know, we had a Kurdish, Kurdish Friday uh, service that will be in Kurdish language, you know, service. That will be maintained the Kurdish language among the, the community. We have the Sunday school, we have weekend school, and also we work with the education, middle, uh, education department, department of education and the uh, metropolitan school to recognize the Kurdish language as uh, one of the uh, uh, foreign language to be teached in, a, uh, in a high schools. And we build a good relationship with the, with the uh, metro uh, government all the departments and with the education systems, universities, and the, so uh, Salahadin Center, it helps Kurdish community to be more organized. The, the project that the first Kurds, they work on it, they, they start to complete it of that. And still we, still we work on it, it's not completed done, it's not yet done. We have a lot of works all together we need to work on it. So what, um... What is the biggest challenge that um, someone who comes to Nashville from Kurdistan as a refugee, what is the greatest challenge that an individual or their family faces um, when they arrive here? Um, is, is there sufficient support from the community, whether the community is defined as Nashville at large or the Kurdish population that, that, that already exists here? Um, what challenges do people face when they first arrive in Nashville? The when the we have when we have family arrive to in here, you know, uh, 
enlarges the community at the Salahadin Center and some other organization who they're working with for Kurdish community, all they respond to them. And we work for them, you know, to settle, to find a job, to uh, uh, find an apartment, on the, to, to start, stand up on their uh, feet. And the, but the main challenge that they have, you know, as a, every, every refugee, every immigrant who they come here, they have a language challenges, they have different cultural challenges, and uh, uh, you know when they be out of country, the life is different. You know they come from different system to other systems. You know so it needs a couple of years until to uh, uh, having good knowledge. You know and how to living in the uh, American society. How how have um in general, going over the, you know, the, the past 20, 30 years of people arriving here, how has Nashville, the people of Nashville, the government, wherever, treated the Kurds? The government, they treat well. That's one of the reasons, one of the reasons the Kurds, they're coming here. One of the reasons still, still we, the Kurds from other states, they come to here. Uh, in the beginning from the government, I remember the Bob Clement, we, when we first we come to, uh, to Nashville on 1997, I arrived March 13, 1997, the, the Kurdish community, they uh, held the picnic for us. And we went to that. Bob Clement at that time, I think it was, he was a- Congressman. Uh, yeah, Congressman. And he come to that. He, he addressed, you know, uh, he gave the speech, he addressed about the life and, and welcome, you know, and they have, they have good relation, you know. Uh, and this relation is grows up. Until you know exactly when uh, I can say the time of when you have been the mayor in the, in the office. The, 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 uh, the mayor office is opened its door exactly after the attending the my city academies. One of the, one of one of my uh, attendees and also joined with the mayor new American advisory council. From there we had a meeting with every every leaders of the uh, metro government departments, DA, uh, police department, school, and the Metro Election Commission, Human Relations Commission, Metro Arts. So through there, we build a good relation, especially with the Metro Human Relations Commission, Metro Election Commission. We did voting registration. Uh, encourage the community to uh, to participate in the elections, the pro political uh, processes, uh, activities, and also invite nominees to come to the center to know them, to introduce them, to choose the right person uh, during the election. And uh, exactly the government, they have been welcome, and especially in Nashville, you know, in late when you take the uh, office, you know, and uh, I see that it became, you know, uh, not just not just only for the Kurdish community, for other communities, it became a welcome city, one of them famous welcome city in the United States. Well, that's and, great. Uh, that, that yeah. is a great thing to hear. It's a, it's a, it's a, a great city, and, and I'm glad that it has gone, has gone well. Let me switch for a second to education. Um, so, I mean, clearly, language, um, is an issue and, and how has public schools and education uh, handled the influx of uh, folks from Kurdistan here in Nashville? 
So uh, first of all, uh, Mayor Karadin, I would like to thank you so much for recruiting Todd Dixon to open Valor Collegiate Academies for our families in Southeast Nashville. Thank Good you man. so yeah. much. Yeah, so Valor is one of the blessings, you know, Nashville has. We, the Kurdish community, uh, are especially grateful because Valor Collegiate has the most Kurdish students of any school in Nashville. 15 to 20% of Valor population is Kurdish. And uh, <clears throat> to start with, uh, let, me, let me give you like a bigger picture of Metro Nashville Public Schools since we are uh, talking about, you know, the global Nashville. So um, our MNPS families speak 131 languages. Uh, MNPS has 57 school-based translators and they cover 22 languages. We have eight language translation specialists and um, Kurdish community is the third biggest in Nashville, Metro Nashville. Uh, we have more than 1,100 Kurdish student, students attending Metro schools. Um, the, the, the Office of, uh, of uh, the English Learners has uh, been doing a good job like uh, in providing EL services for the new students, whether Kurds or other uh, languages. And uh, Metro Schools also has been uh, a good partner with the Kurdish community. Um, um, there are so many like uh, programs that MMPS offer and reflect Kurdish community. Uh, Metro Nashville has been uh, offering a lot of uh, uh, events uh, organized at Salahuddin Center of Nashville. Um, Metro schools like recently uh, organized two major Kurdish culture exchange and celebration events uh, in 2018 and 19 in the central office of uh, Metro schools and many other cultural events for MMPS uh, students and staff. Um, the Office of English Learners opened two seven-week Kurdish language courses for English learners, uh, teachers. Um, also, like we were last year, we were in the middle of uh, adding Kurdish language as an elective course in some of our uh, high school uh, in Nashville. Um, that's, well, that's, yeah. impressive. that's impressive. Thank you for all, all that you're doing um, to make folks um, feel more at home here. Let's move over to the area of business and sort of opportunities for uh, professionals. Um, I think we have two panelists who sort of work in this area. I don't know if uh, one, you could talk about um, what other programs there are for perhaps um, higher education information, also jobs. Entrepreneurship, I think, is a huge part of uh, what we've seen in the in the Kurdish community. But let me open up, up up that subject. You want to start, Dilman, or would you? Yeah, I can start. Um, thank you, Mayor Carl Dean, for being a part of this, uh, and I'm honored to be amongst uh, these other folks who have such great knowledge and insight on our community. Um, uh, the organization that I work with is called Kurdish Professionals, and what we do is um, we help to empower our youth by way of academic 
um, advancements and career opportunities, all while trying to help uh, our community. Um, so some of the initiatives that we've started is uh, having um, uh, school, high school chapters at Overton, as well as Hume Fog, where we have some of our members go in. Uh, we've done resume workshops. We've also done college readiness uh, programs for the students to kind of help them get better acclimated to uh, going to college. A lot of them are first year or first generation college students like myself. Um, we noticed that there was a large gap in our community. Um, a lot of our parents didn't go to college here. They you know, don't understand the fundamentals of um, higher education, uh, SATs, uh, FAFSA applications, things like that. And so we helped fill that gap in providing resources and connecting them to the resources that they need. Um, another thing that we've also worked on is our mentorship program. Um, this is a, a place on our website where students and young professionals all throughout the US, uh, especially in Nashville, but all throughout the US can provide their information and we're able to connect them with other young Kurdish professionals who um, are in the same field and they can kind of gain some insight uh, within that field. As far as the business aspect, uh, late last year, our organization attempted to start a Kurdish Chamber of Commerce. We noticed that we have a really large population of Kurdish businesses and young entrepreneurs who are really ready to get their uh, start in, in the entrepreneurial field. However, they may not have the resources or the insight to get started. Um, so we thought that having a Chamber of Commerce would really help. We had a lot of interest. However, COVID started and things kind of backtracked. Um, so we haven't really been able to get that up and running, um, but we're hopeful that with the right resources and connections, we're able to um, get that started and, and really help bring more of our community to the table when it comes to Nashville businesses. Great, thank you. Yeah, just back yep. off of that. I mean, she uh, laid it out there for you. I'm just one of the guys that's kind of, I don't have a true brick and mortar. There are um, a number of businesses that we have, markets and restaurants and things of that nature, especially in the South Nashville region. Um, I took advantage of using um, social media and doing an online business, which uh, I started about five years ago. So now there are more uh, of my fellow Kurds who are, are starting up businesses and we want to basically just branch out and see what can we do, how can we work with Nashville in trying to grow? Because for, for us, we just don't want to limit ourselves to just the Kurdish community. We want to branch out to everyone here in Nashville. Yes. And, um, you know, we're planning on doing a whole show on, on business and economic development. Um, uh, but let me ask about this now, the real important questions. If you were to go into the Kurdish community here in Nashville, whether Zonesville Road area or wherever you recommend, what food should we be seeking and what restaurants should we be going to? Any recommendations? You know, you can't, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of them, to be completely honest. They all offer really great services and really great food at really good price points um, and really great customer service too. I think with any restaurant or market that you go into that's Kurdish owned, you get that sense of hospitality um, and that sense of just a really warm welcome from our community. Um, as Helmut mentioned, House of Kebab is a really great uh, location. They actually moved to a, a bigger uh, bigger place where they can accommodate more. Um, one of my favorites is Adisa, 
which is also near the South Hadin Center. I'm sure others have, have uh, other recommendations as well. And what's, what is the specialty? What, what is the, the, the type of food that, if you ever had Kurdish food before, what do you have to order? So, so <laughs> the lamb meat. <laughs> yeah, lamb, lamb is a very traditional food. Um, some of the older like folk foods that we tend to eat at home um, are not predominantly served at, at a lot of these restaurants, but your traditional staples like lentil soup, rice, um, lamb, kebabs, chicken skewers, those types of things are very common among Kurdish households. And those, you can't really go wrong with any of those. And, and tea, you can't forget tea. Tea. Yeah. Is there, um, is there a particular sport in Nashville that the Kurdish community identifies with or, is, or are you all just embracing everything soccer. we have soccer. to offer here? Do you? Yeah, soccer is a big one. Soccer, yeah. is, yeah. So, soccer is, is, is actually a big sport in Kurdistan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that comes with you. Yes. And so you're excited about the soccer team? Yeah, I think, I think the majority of the youth um, are very involved in soccer. Um, there's a few leagues, uh, minor leagues. Well, they're not minor leagues, but they're organized leagues of uh, soccer teams that have been playing for years and years. Um, and, you know, they're, they're doing really great, getting the kids in uh, organized sports and giving them something to do and look forward to. So uh, we, the center, uh, Mr. Mayor, you have been in that place, which I think you gave a speech, the, the, the graveyard, the area, which we have a soccer field as well. So we yeah. made it, uh, we have like three soccer fields, different sizes of the groups. So uh, through Salah Hadith Center, we had certain, we had like the group, youth groups, we call them Kurdish achievers. And their age groups are like from the very young and then to the like from uh, four to like 10, from 10 to 15 and 15 and above so and so forth. So each uh, and, and they enter to the tournament uh, with the non-Kurdish people as well, uh, especially during the spring season. And uh, we utilize that uh, uh, field. And also there is one field uh, near to Tesfalam, the what they call the, the light, uh, the church. There is a church on on on, on Tasfalam, uh, and uh, Blue Hall. Okay. So, uh, and uh, the soccer is is really um, the, the unique uh, uh, sport that Kurdish uh, people they, they they play. And uh, on top of that, the uh, project which is in the pro process, the uh, uh, youth center, we are planning uh, in, with, uh, in that uh, yeah, land which we have, and that will be indoor soccer. So that will be two major fields inside that indoor soccer will be <clears throat> so that uh, the main thing is regarding the youth, to pay attention to the youth. Uh, if, if the youth cannot do other uh, sports and mainly will be soccer. So it's really important to uh, fulfill the needs of, of those youth generation who comes after especially. Yeah. Can you, um, is it for those who came to the United States and Nashville as refugees, can you go back and visit? Can you go to Kurdistan and visit family or visit your former homes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that that question? <laughs> so, uh, yes. I mean, yes and no. If if you come under like you know a refugee program, then if if you go back before you get your like you know green card, 
it might be like difficult to come back if it's right. before then. Uh, and also, you know, I, I remember like, you know, you asked the question, uh, like- I, I guess I'm asking more, I understand the immigration uh, implications. If say, if you, if you come in as a refugee, then you immediately go back and that, that's an issue. But yes. are you safe going back? Can you, it, it, will you be safe in whatever part of Kurdistan you're in, would you be safe? So it, it depends on where did you come from? So for example, I myself, uh, I came from Mosul. It's uh, a city in North uh, Iraq. We, all, we, we have heard yeah. a lot about Mosul. Yes. Yeah. So uh, when, when I went back to uh, visit family, it, it was in 2012, like uh, almost after you know, one year, seven months after I first came to, to Nashville. And uh, when I went there, I, I didn't go to Mosul. I went to Kurdistan region where you know my other family members were, so I was not able to go back to Musa because of the you know security situation over there. Again, you know, uh, you know, after two thousand and three, not only refugees came to uh, Kurdish refugees came to America, but also immigrants as well, because there was like a special immigrant visa program for those Iraqis, including Kurds, who worked for the U.S. government for more than one year. Right. So like a good number of Kurds who came after 2005 to Nashville or to America, they are uh, immigrants, not refugees. Okay. Well, we have a couple questions here from folks who have been listening or watching. Um, one from Becky Sharp, I think part of this has been answered, but let me just ask the question. What are some of the needs of Kurdish people who are new to Nashville with which we can help, which I guess, which the larger Nashville community could be helpful? Is there anything in particular that you would look to the nonprofit or to the government for help? Is there anything that's been sort of left out or missing? I mean, currently the community is large. Uh, I mean, thank God the Nashville is also is an area that you have a lot of job opportunities and uh, Mr. Nozad answer uh, explained that part where uh, the community tries, especially whoever comes in, it tries to, there, there is some family members around. Um, so joining those family members and settling with them but we will be really happy if, if we could get the um, any group want to uh, participate and, and support uh, to give their contact, uh, their name and numbers to Salahadin and what area they could uh, help. So every a person or organization, so that if, if we need that, we have immediate need, then we could reach out to those uh, people. That will be really helpful. Okay, and here's another question. This is much more specific. Is it correct that there are two main dialects of the Kurdish language? If so, which is more prominent among Kurds in Middle Tennessee? You have, yes, that, that's correct. So you have really multiple, but the only two major. Uh, we have uh, Sorani and Badini, and there is Haurami as well, uh, if you go further into, into depth but Haurami um, kind of linked with the Sorani, but the majority is Badini in Nashville uh, from the uh, population wise. Okay. And also, uh, uh, Mayor Karadin, also we have, uh, we have recently like more uh, Kurdish who speak the Kurmanji language, uh, the Kurmanji uh, uh, dialect who came from uh, uh, Syria 
and Turkey. So we have, you know, some of these families recently in, in Nashville. Okay. Yeah, but the majority, they, they speak Badini in, in Middle Tennessee. And Pat, do you have some questions you want to pose? Well, was, uh, one more question from David uh, Durham. Uh, he asked of Dilman, uh, how is your organization funded? And, and, and your organization is a uh, uh, self-proprietor business, right? It's not a nonprofit. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse sure. me, Hamad. Oh, was that to me or to Hamad? Uh, yes, it's to Doman. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, the Kurdish Professionals is a nonprofit. Um, we, the ones that are within leadership and our members, we don't get paid. So unfortunately, we are not at the point to where we have a steady income coming in to where we can leave our day jobs. We do this all in volunteer work. Um, the money that we've had to use towards events, sponsorships, projects, things like that, has really all been funded by our community. Um, we've been able to work with businesses such as Bishmerga um, and others, local Kurdish businesses and some non-Kurdish businesses to help support a lot of the initiatives that we've worked on. And so I think because of the work that we're doing and the support that we get, um, you know, people see that we are trying to make an impact. And so their, their um, faith in us uh, has helped us uh, do a lot of the projects that we've done. And uh, one question from Ambassador Charles Bowers. Uh, what are the problems the Kurdish community has with becoming Americans and assimilating to American culture while at the same time keeping the Kurdish culture and language alive? I think we talked a little bit about language, but are there any um, substantial problems to becoming assimilated into the larger community? For the newcomers, uh, yes, uh, uh, it takes time to that transition till especially uh, to, to get used to uh, the culture of that place that you are living in, especially if you have children. And so the children, when they go to school, uh, when they come home, they're gonna be between two separate cultures. One culture to adapt where they live with the other students and teachers in, and, and that's uh, American culture. And then the culture when they come home that the parents, especially if they are new, they are really as if their buddy here, their mindset is still back home. And uh, so that transition will take time to at least five, six years to, to become really uh, feel comfortable 100%. A process that every group that has come to the United States has gone through where the Correct. kids- Correct, that's, that's yeah. normal, yeah. Or, well, or, or me, other uh, parts of the United States. Is what? Or for, from other parts of the United States coming to Nashville. Uh, well, let me, um, I've really enjoyed this. This is, uh, you've been a, a great group and I, I know we wanna delve into some of these issues more um, in a future program. Uh, Nassad, it's great to see you. You've been, uh, we've known each other for a long time and um, okay. I know, and I know um, just my experience working for, for Nashville as law director and as, as mayor, um, Kurdish population has been a great thing for Nashville. Um, you know, when I, when I think about Nashville and how Nashville has become more diverse, how it's become more interesting, how it, I think it's become stronger and how you bring in talent and um, you're all been a huge part of that. So um, I'm just thankful you, we were able to do this tonight. And uh, please, uh, please stay in touch with the World Affairs Council. We've, um, 
want your support, your help, and we're interested in, in your issues. And um, Pat, I'll let you sign off for us. Well, and great. Uh, uh, go ahead, Nazad. Yeah. Just one uh, uh, other thing, you know, uh, thanks, Carolyn, for your comments, you know, and exactly, uh, again, as uh, uh, when I meet with uh, Patrick, I talk about the mayor office and the rule and the impact of the mayor office to uh, helping the other communities to, they, they are feeling Nashville is a home. They are feeling Nashville is a good place to grow. They are feeling Nashville, Nashville they, uh, uh, they, they, they are good places for their kids. And not just only because of businesses, because of weathers. And another thing we have to mention because of the religious situation of Nashville. One of the things, you know, uh, we are, uh, uh, toward the family, we are conservative. We like tight family and uh, having a, a good, keeping the good model of the family. And the, uh, Nashville, one of the major uh, cities where there are more religious people and more, uh, I can say, there is more churches here. And at the, when we established the centers and when in 1970, when they established the Islamic Center of Nashville, 1998, when we established Salah Hadin, we will come with the, with the churches we have good cooperation with them. That's the makers, the makers Nashville to, to great places. And we feel this we are, this is our home. And also besides that, we work with other organizations. We, are, we work with other communities. Like uh, we had the partner with the uh, Connection Americas with a good project called Invention of Knowledgeable, working on the beautification of Knowledgeable Road, keeping the businesses, uh, public safety, uh, like building more pedestrian, building more traffic lights, and also uh, uh, we had good relation with the uh, uh, Metro Arts. They help us to uh, uh, to draw the uh, mural, the Kurdish mural. You know, if they come, you know, about uh, uh, 200 feet until uh, 20, 20 feet. You know, 200 by 20 feet. That's a good mural. Talks about the history and the life of the Kurds, you know, and the, the sign of small Kurdistan by the, close to the Salahadi Center. And uh, with these all, you know, it helps, it builds the hope inside the Kurds that, uh, and also uh, we, we said, we cannot clap with the one hand. We need two hundred to clap. And also the Kurdish community, they were active. We, we can, uh, uh, as uh, Muhammad, he explained, all we are, most of them, we are asylum. And we all, we are legal. We don't have any illegal person come to the United States. And when they come to here, when we arrive here, when they come here, we start to build. Now, from the education point of view, we are very good. We have many PhD, PhDs. We have many PhD, graduate students. We have undergraduate students. On 2005, when I went to the uh, Middle Tennessee State University, there was a seminar about the genocide of Kurds. Just me and three other students attend the, the seminars because there was very few students now in the middle MTSU. Now, if you go to the MTSU, we had more than 100 students there. And they also established the businesses, you know. And uh, by the way, when they talk about the good food, also we have a fast food uh, uh, called the Fatmos, most of the Fatmos, the big sandwich, you know, that managed by the Kurds. And the established businesses, uh, we have 
the some grocery stores close to the Salahadin Center during the pandemic. During the pandemic, they did great service for the community, for community at large, not just for the Kurdish community. They went to bring the foods and they their, their door was open at the time. You know, some other doors was were closed, uh, some other places were closed. So exactly the Kurdish, they have been uh, active in the same time, but the, the more encouraged uh, the Kurdish, you know, uh, welcome city to the uh, government side, to the people side, and uh, uh, besides that, uh, the Kurdish, they are organized among themselves too. Well, that's, and that's one other thing that I want, I want to mention again, uh, I hope very, very soon you will hear about the building sister city between the Nashville and Arbit. This is a, this is a project that I think on 2016, when I meet some in the mayor office, we talk about, and uh, I think now uh, the those barriers who they uh, there was among uh, in front of that project, I think has been removed, and very soon you will hear about the, that project too. Okay, that's that's great. Nazad, uh, we will uh, work to have everyone uh, back to talk about the business and some other aspects of the Kurdish community in Nashville. Uh, let me mention that on February 9th. Uh, Madam uh, uh, Bayan Sami Abdul Rahman, who is the uh, official Kurdish regional government representative to the United States, yeah. uh, will be here on the Tennessee World Affairs Council uh, webinar program. So for those who are interested more in Kurdistan, looking more at the situation in Kurdistan and Iraq and the relationship with the United States, uh, put that on your calendar, February 9th. Uh, 7 p.m. here at the, the World Affairs Council. Uh, Mayor Dean, a terrific program. Thank you for uh, for hosting, and uh, thank you to our guests, Mohammed Nazad, Doman Hamat, Abdul Sattar. Uh, it was great to have you, and we look forward to having you back. Thanks for a great evening, everyone. Uh, please be safe and uh, check our calendar on the tnwac.org website for more programs coming up. That's it uh, for tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for having. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you so much.